hey, do you like what we do, but want to hear it in Boston? Well, the fucking Avengers, the thing with fucking Chris Evans, you know he went to school around here and shit, right? He fucking grew up around here. Dude, that fucking house in fucking Knives Out Kid that he was in, that's in fucking Weston, Massachusetts. I drove by it. My uncle, my uncle, okay, he's a fucking contractor, all right? He drives a truck. It's got ladders and shit on it, right? He has fucking pictures of Chris Evans working on that fucking movie and that that asshole Ringing Johnson that made that fucking stupid Star Wars movie I hated so much. That guy right yeah he was fucking there too and oh a fucking james bond kid oh shit i fucking saw james bond and shit i had to send a picture of that to my fucking aunt she was like oh my god bring him over here i'm gonna fuck him so fucking hard and i was like auntie we're on a fucking group chat with ma i don't fucking care ma can come over here and fucking fuck him too for all i care and then we went on and on and on and everybody was fucking and now i know too much about my family kid then you should check out this week's sponsor the Chipman Brothers Tangent, talking about literally anything, be it nerd news or the lasting trauma of Catholic school. Chris and Bob Chipman have you covered. Listen to the Chipman Brothers Tangent on your favorite podcasting site today. Welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the Darkest Timeline. I'm Lord Commander Ulrich, and with me as always is... Slugathor! Slugathor, people are probably wondering why you're here, and the simple answer is, it's Christmas Eve, we gotta make content, and I didn't want to bother Axel. So! Yeah, I'm just the backup. We're making you work for your producer title. <laughs> okay. Now... We're going to start off all our episodes like we normally do by thanking our patrons, the illustrious Legion. They are Pam Galley, Marquis, Chris Chipman, River Galley, Krug, Arthur Crane, Kevin Vay, Brendan Agnew, John Vinnels, Kit Kenny, Donna Lucy, Nathan Willis, Patrick Anderson, Carson Amell, and Scott Rubin. Now, if you'd like to help us out, go on over to patreon.com forward slash geeks with shields. 25 cents episode means a dollar a month means that we can keep the wheels going on this podcast. So, we didn't really have a chance to do that, do this earlier this year, which was kind of talk about all of the Marvel shows, which was kind of weird because, you know, that's our bread and butter. But there's only so many hours in a day and so many podcasts we can produce. So we're here at the end of the year to kind of, you know, talk about our thoughts on all the various Disney Plus shows, uh, a couple of, well, the couple MCU movies that Slagthor has seen. Mm-hmm. Yep. And kind of, sort of rank them, not really, because that takes time and effort I don't have at this point. So let's dive right in with the first one and do WandaVision. Um, I thought it was good. I really enjoyed... I don't want to... Like, I guess I'm just going to say I kind of enjoyed the different themes yeah. each episode were. It was it was very was 100% that they were trying to be as much like a show from that decade yes it was very endearing i honestly sorry guys i don't remember much about these Lethor has goldfish memory unless it really <laughs> angers her or delights her it kind of disappears like i have a vague remembrance about it and i remember i do know i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot the ending absolutely wrenched my heart though when she was standing 
when, you know, everything was coming back and, you know, Vision buying the house and all sorts of, like, the very endings. Where she has to say goodbye to the kids one last time. All that just, it just tore me apart. But it was really cool. It was a very fun TV show. I really enjoyed the big epic battleness with the the end battle yeah. yeah a lot of people are divided on that on it one you know samey cg effect marvel special effects one but on the other hand i don't know what else you express i don't want to say that it was kind of the only way to go because the other shows kind of do their own thing but in a show that's done so little or a series sorry that's done so little with you know magic Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool to see them try out and do different things. I thought that they pulled off the magic very well. It looked cool. Oh, it gosh, It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that we kind of got to see Wanda was cast, was making, you know, glyphs, was casting one yes. big spell all around. Yes. Which, I don't know, I feel like if it were Tony Stark, people would be like, oh, it's so clever, I like this so much that he's using, yeah. you know, if, if it were any other character, but because Wanda and magic and snarkity snark. I don't know. At the end, you know, it shows her in the cabin reading that book and just becoming like ultra. And then it just makes me so much more excited to see her in the new um, uh, Doctor, Strange, Doctor movie. Strange movie and stuff. Because I want to see where she went with it. How powerful did she get? How knowledgeable did she get? Like mm-hmm. enough that Doctor Strange is like, obviously, you know, she was strong enough and everything that you know he would initially come to her anyway probably and be like hey i need your help but like how strong is she gonna be that you know well that now she's the prophesied scarlet witch and yeah i I like this show for a couple reasons one i love the effort they put into aping the style of the sitcoms of the era oh gosh yeah like it not only is it a good show but those first ones those are those are good episodes of that type of sitcom that is you know the i love lucy format Yes. Right down to how they dress. And it was really cool. I love the mystery of trying to figure out, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I love the kind of sinisterness of it. That is the show's one weakness is they kind of pull the punch on what Wanda did was evil. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, you know, don't want to say that. Yes. Because they still wanted to be here. I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of wish you had accepted, like, no, that was uh, that was pretty fucked up. Uh, we got sword, which I was all excited for, and yes. you're like, "What the hell is sword?" Oh, but the is that the one black lady? Yeah, the that's supercharged black lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I don't know. I I'm blanking on her name, and I feel bad. But she is so freaking cool. Like I thought she was pretty cool, especially at the end when she all comes in and is like, "Hey, I'm here to help." And, you know, like I don't know. Like I kind of fell in love with her a little bit. Like, well, again, when these were first announced we were all kind of curious like what they're going to be and they really are proving to be one part hey we're going to flesh out the characters and kind of you know spackle some holes we created by not really knowing where we're going Mm -hmm. with you know like wanda and well we don't do magic because the mc didn't do magic well now we do do magic and wanda's really powerful so Mm -hmm. what do we do there and they kind of filled that one in uh introducing new characters and bringing back old characters i mean we got darcy again for like the first time since the dark world Kat Denning's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got New Vision, which we'll see how that one plays out. But no, WandaVision, I thought was a lot of fun. And honestly, on my list, that's my favorite. I think it is good all the way through. Well, I just, I don't know. I enjoy her because growing up and stuff, I always idolized 
um, especially like red-haired characters and stuff, especially if they were female and they were badass and everything. So I don't know. It's I still kind of play into that. It's very much I don't know much about you, but I just watched a show and you're a redhead and you're really cool and you got magic and I wish I had magic, so I'm gonna like you. You're still waiting <laughs> on a good version of the Phoenix Saga. Yes. And I mean, I feel like this is as close as you're gonna get if they do kind of lean in and go dark Wanda. Uh, real quick, I want to get your thoughts on Catherine Hahn getting her spinoff show, the Agatha Harkness, like Book of Darkness or whatever. I think that's what it's called because it sounds like it's called the alliteration. Oh, I didn't know one that she that was happening. Two, I think that would be really cool because more magic, more Marvel, and more magic, and it kind of makes me wonder. Why is she getting a spinoff show? Like, how involved is her character going to be in everything? Or is this just going to be, like, a spinoff show that they're like, hey, we want to play around with this, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the I, series? I, I don't know. Because, I mean, this is definitely a response to everyone loved her character. She did so well. She, she was did. having a blast, which oh, is yeah. always good to see. Oh, yeah. No, she's... But, the character of Agatha Harkness is like one of the most weird, obscure, barely written about characters in the MCU. And to see it now just like, and here's a spinoff. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. that's, that's just crazy to me. No, I think it could be cool. Like I said, more magic. And she was, she played it so well. So I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm not going to hold any, oh, I hate it. Because I try not to do that until I actually watch it. Because you just, you never know. I'm going to hold all judgment until I can actually watch it. Yeah, no, we'll get to our thoughts on like this year in Marvel at the end. Uh, next one up is one I was most excited for. And I think is the most uneven overall. And that's Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I can't say much because it's just not the type of movie that I like. Like I, because I'm not into. I was never really into Captain America. Nope. Or, you hated Captain America for the longest time. I do. Yes. And anything that kind of relates to Captain America, I black out. I'm surprised you didn't swoon a little for Bucky though, because everyone swooned for Bucky. No, he, like I said, part of Captain America. <laughs> Blackout. Yes, yeah, so, um, Sebastian like, Stan's charms, we'll call them, didn't work on you because of the Captain America paraphernalia. Yes, I will admit, you know, there were some really cool fight scenes and stuff, but I didn't really pay attention to storyline or any of the, oh, ho, ho, look at this sneaky shit we've snuck in here, like, that everybody and their grandchildren can get. But, like I said, it was cool, thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, no. There's a lot I really like about this. I like that this one really kind of chose to do stuff that they haven't done so far. In like, I love that Sam can't get alone despite the fact that he's an Avenger, despite the fact that he saved the world. That it's just like, yeah. Oh, this TV show. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about one of the movies. There was no... I'm sorry. Okay, we're talking about the movie. The See, Falcon the blackout. And... Now I know that we're talking about the TV show, okay? And that, it was it was really Did good. Did you just think there was some random Captain America movie this year? You I totally thought forgot? it was like the Winter Soldier movie that came out. I thought that was... Sorry. Why would we be talking about I that I don't now? know. That movie but like... that is what I thought. <laughs> okay, so... 
the one with Bucky and I know. Sam. I know now. I get it. Okay. It was a solid B. Yeah, I don't think any of the live actions really dip below B, but that's Marvel in a nutshell. They don't really dip below B. Some are better than others. Um, no, there's really good stuff. Like some of the stuff they play around with, like when we, uh, the whole stuff with Rick Flag. No, it's not Rick Flag. That's another movie. <laughs> Sam Walker as U.S. agent. That was one I'm like, ooh, I know this character. I know this storyline. I wonder if they're going to do what I think they're going to do. And they did. I love how intense he got. Yes. And he's desperately trying to be a good guy. But it kind of goes back to you have to be an exceptional person to get this serum, to get this power, Mm -hmm. and not be corrupted by it. Which kind of just heightens who Steve was. Yes. And I also kind of love the commentary on... There is no way in hell the U.S. government would just let anyone else be Captain America if they had the opportunity to control everything about Captain America. So this one's very political, and I loved it. Um, Totally miscalled, if you people listen, I was predicting that, I'm blanking on her name, the head of the Flag Smashers was going to be Sin, Red Skull's daughter, because, you know, Mm. red-headed anarchists, that just felt like that one. And anarchists got all up in arms because of how they were being depicted. And that was funny. And it kind of came out to, oh, you know, she's actually making really good points. And I can kind of agree with her. Uh, and then she killed a bunch of people. So you can't get too comfortable with that idea. And that was kind of like, you know, I get what you're going for. But because this one, I feel like the middle is really good. Mm-hmm. And the beginning is really good. And then it kind of tapers off to the end with Sam, you know preaching to government agents of you have to do better that was just listen maybe it's just what we've lived through yeah but i don't want to see someone saying to politicians you have to do better and that actually being sincere yeah so away from like the bad stuff let's talk about the dormelage just coming in and whooping all sorts of ass the black panther's guard that came in oh, you know, yeah. when they took yeah, Bucky's yeah. arm. Yep, that was funny. That was cool. That was just, I'm so glad they're getting a series or at least rumored to be getting a series or some version of a series. I hope it's true. That would just be, yes, give but me all of that. with all the drama and stuff going on with the second movie, I don't know if maybe they're just going to kind of... <laughs> no, I think they're going to gravitate towards that more. It's like, okay, let's just excise the parts of this franchise that work. Yeah. And everyone loves them. Yeah. Uh, the the two main actors they worked well together. They had yeah, great chemistry. They've had great chemistry. I know, but it's always nice to be able to see quote unquote you know side characters mm-hmm. have the forefront and watch them work together outside of you know. One of the things I was really kind of curious about was if they could build Bucky into a full character because uh... in the MCU he's very quiet. He's kind of withdrawn, kind of brooding outside of, you know, the first Captain America movie. And like, can you do more with him? Which is, I think, the through line for these series of let's take lesser known characters or lesser used characters and either rebuild them or add to their personality. And Bucky, they did that really great. And they gave him the guilt that he's making recompense for his time as the Winter Soldier for all the people he killed. Yeah. And there's that great scene when he discovers that, you know, his old Chinese buddy, 
He killed his son. Yes. Oh my God, my heart went, oh no. And Sebastian Stan is just such great acting in the instant guilt. Um, we all shipped Bucky and Sam's sister immediately. <laughs> this had that great buddy cop vibe. Yeah. I also, I kind of wish they'd lean more into it, but when they went and they revealed that Steve was not the only Captain America, when they went and, oh, I'm blanking on his name, but they revealed they did all the experiments on those black soldiers. Oh, that's right. And they found that, that one guy. The... Yes, I can't believe I'm blanking on anything. Guys, it's late. I did not prep nearly enough for this. This was very much just off the cuff. So. Yeah. Uh, I know his grandson's going to be Patriot, and I'm super excited because the minute I saw what they were doing and I recognized the story they were telling, like, oh, are they doing Patriot? They are going to do Patriot, which is, he's a young Avenger, and he's just, you know, like Captain America. He's a, it's the same vein like they've been doing with all the second generation characters. He's another Captain America. Hmm. Okay. But basically, he's got like half uh, serum because his grandfather had the full serum. Yeah. And he's just a cool character, and I'm, I'm, it, it was cool to see him. And it was just really important because that was adapting a comic called Red, White, and Black, which was all about the government experiments on, you know, so, uh, U.S. black soldiers and the super soldier serum. It's based on the Tuskegee trials, which is where the government experimented on syphilis. Mm -hmm. I think it was syphilis. Typhoid. One of the two. I can't remember. But basically, they infected a bunch of black people as lab rats. And Steve kind of dealing with that. And they kind of did that. They didn't do it as much as I wanted to, but I get, you know, yeah, you got to keep it semi-light. So yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think it's good up until that ending. But we got Bartok the Leaper back being badass, which is another obscure, mm -hmm. he's the French Quebec oh, MMA yeah. guy. that just cool. It's cool to see him back. And we got the reveal of Sharon Carter as yep. uh, the power broker. Yep. And what she could be up to. And her motivation being great, like, I got screwed mm -hmm. to the wall for Steve and no one came to help me. I'm pissed. Well, yeah, as she should be. <laughs> and that's perfect. And then whatever shadow organization, which I think is going to be Thunderbolts, in the background with the end credit being, you know, Walker getting honorable discharge yeah. post-serum and then going, hey, I'd like to recruit you for this initiative. Mm. So I, I'm still thinking Thunderbolts. I, I feel like that's being built in the background and will be a cool concept. Okay, so next subject is what if we don't really have, I mean, we have a lot of unhappiness to say about it. I, we didn't really watch, we didn't watch it. We didn't. I, I was super excited because I love the what if comics. I love the concept of what if. Yes. But that animation did not work for me. Nope. And the voice acting was oh God, no. so just... Some of it was really good. Like the guy they got to impersonate, Steve, Chris Evans, mm -hmm. sounded like Chris Evans. And then other people's was just, no. And I don't get how the company that is known as the king of animation, yep, why they chose this. Yeah, it was, to me, it was very ugly. Mm. It was so hard to get into, especially with the voice acting. Like it wasn't even like great voice acting. Yeah. It was terrible. And the action was very... It was just... I know this one is in the bottom of a lot of people's list. And some people really liked it because they got into the story. And they got past the animation. I could not get past no. that animation. It was unpleasant. It was just... This one really felt like... 
I, I a don't swing know. and a miss. And if you are some of the people out there listening that were able to get past all that and are going, oh no, it gets better. The story is really good. All this other stuff, good for you, but it really has no impact on any of the upcoming Marvel stuff so far, as far as we know. And if there is something we do need to know, that is what Google is for. Yeah, I feel this one really was a testing ground to see what ideas would work. I don't know. They should have just done better. Like, if you don't want to get back the original actors to play these parts, fine. Whatever. Cool on you. Do something well. Make the animation so much better than what the it was. The funny thing was the voice actors were doing good. It was the actual actors that came back that felt super stiff. Well... Still, it didn't... But no, the animation did not help it. Because Anim- we, we saw it in the was... trailers and we're like, oh no, that doesn't look yeah, good. Yeah, and we decided that we were still going to want try and watch the first episode. You made it through. I stopped not even halfway through because I was just done with the, the animation. The animation took it down to like a 30%. And then the voice acting just dropped it right there for me because it was so bad. They needed to do better. I don't know if it was something about... The people that they worked with, not the voice they actors themselves. They wanted to go for a stylized look. I know, I'm not talking about the look. I'm talking oh. about the acting. I don't know if it was how they were being directed, how they were being treated, any of this other stuff. I'm not saying that, you know, oh, they should never have any other jobs. Like, whatever. I'm just saying we don't know how anything was, and it could have been a whole lot better. It did well enough that they went ahead with the second season, and Captain Carter is getting a comic in the spring. Oh, good, good for that. Which it's a cool concept, and again, I, I think this was just a petri dish to see what ideas people latched on to. And we're just hoping second season's better. Yeah, there we go. Uh, all right, let's talk about one that I think everyone liked, or not liked, they loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loki. Loki. Oh, see, you say everybody liked. I didn't like it that much. Okay, good. We're in the same boat. Like, I liked Loki. I thought it was good. But a lot of the chatter online is this was the best one. This was the greatest one. I am sorry. I know everybody talked about how much they did for choreography and how much they did for all these action scenes. It was slow fighting. It was lame-ass fighting. Loki, a fucking master at all this shit master at magic all this other stuff barely uses fucking magic yeah now this is one that bugs Lagathor the entire way through and it kind of goes back to my we're still in the overhang of the problem with Thor of these are gods they don't want to treat like gods except they're calling Thor god now yeah we're still but they're still not and I get it you know you had to deal with the TVA being able to you know do their thing and that's cool I get it and that works but we should have got one scene of our Loki akin to the massive, massive illusion that classic Loki pulls when he summons all yes. of Asgard. And you're like, yes, that is God-level power. That is power. what we were looking for. And in any of this fighting or anything that he does, like I'm saying... The magic never feels like it's God-level. Like if it he does magic, it is the stupidest shit, like summoning his weapon whoop de doo Yeah, it's the same stuff we've seen. And the it's... fight scenes weren't good at fucking all. Not even between him and... Uh, Sylvie. Sylvie. Like, that shit, it was 
boring. It wasn't very good fighting. It wasn't at all. They needed a different person to come in and do these fight scenes and stuff. They, they did be and better they fight should have incro- incorporated more magic with Loki. He doesn't just fight with blades. He fights with magic. He is a fucking illusionist. Like, come on. Well, the, we're still kind of dealing the hang up of Thor got his power upgrade in Ragnarok. And Loki is still kind of puttering around in the realm of they're not really gods. They don't really do magic. Yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. Thor fights better than Loki. Well, Thor's the martial one, but Loki should definitely be. Now, let's let's talk about the positives in this one. In the, the not necessarily the plot, because the plot is kind of meandering mm-hmm. and almost an episode too long. I mean, I love how it ends. I know a lot of people do not like the big reveal of Kang. I um, was there for that, but I know who Kang was, is. Yeah. And I was excited about that. I like all the real. There's like maybe an episode of too much fat, but all the character interactions are really good. Yes. Loki to Sylvie. Yes, yes, Loki yes. to Owen Wilson. I don't yeah, remember his I name. And yeah. I, I got to give credit where credit's due. When I saw they cast Owen Wilson, I was like, oh, yes, really? But he did but such he, a good job. But he gave job. it his all. He was funny. He did well. Like, I commend he him. Worked with, they worked within what Owen Wilson can do. And it actually, I realized it was cast perfectly. Yes. He's this mid-management guy that just is there to get to retirement. Yeah. And it works so well with Owen Wilson's kind of casual, just, listen, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to do anything more than I have to. But this earnestness of also, he's going to work really hard and the disappointment he feels when Loki you know, betrays him, betrays him and stuff, because he actually felt like you know they were actually you know friends. becoming friends, and then finding out that his actual friend is betraying him. Yeah, like oh. Now that is kind of the other problem we got to talk about, and you felt it. This did not feel like Avengers Loki. No, this felt like they wanted it to be Avengers Loki, and then they speed ran his character development to get him to Ragnarok Loki. Yes. And, yeah, that's 100% an issue I have. Because they were saying, oh, you're so evil, you're so all this other stuff. But the whole time, he's just like, why am I here? What is going on? Oh, you want to do this? Okay, I'm just going to sit here and, like, I, I, I'm good now. Like, I... He's, yeah. And I love that they did the speedrun thing in that they showed him Sif dying. Or not Sif. Frigga. Forget you. Dying. And like, that emotionally... Him, him watching all that, that was good. Yes. That was perfect because yes. that was a big beat for Loki. Yes. That was his mother. Yes. But that really should not have taken him from genocidal, world-dominating Loki of the Avengers to, okay, I'm going to do what's best for everyone, Loki. Yes. Sylvie was more evil than evil yes. Loki. Yes. Sylvie was more of that Loki that we wanted. And maybe that's why everyone kind of liked Sylvie more. At least I she personally was so liked fucking her. annoying. I could not. I could you didn't fucking, like Sylvie. Okay. No, I could not. She annoyed the shit out of me. It's like, bitch, stop trying to fight everything and take a step back. I know you're upset. I know you feel hurt and betrayed or whatever fucking emotion is going through your head. I get that. But Loki is saying to calm down. Please step back and just stop. You're annoying me. See, that's a difference of personality. I 100% get the raging bull. I will have my vengeance. Like, I get it. But calm it down. Clinch that butt cheek. Nah, I I liked it. (laughs) So, a lot of people don't like the end of this series being 
Kang's 40 minute monologue about the multiverse and about he's the, you know, least evil Kang. Well, I can see it because it's almost kind of a letdown ending in the way that it wasn't big and grandiose. It was very subdued, kind of. And then, like, and then for a lot of people, I'm going to assume, they don't know who Kang is. Like yes. me, I don't know who Kang is. So when that was revealed, it it was even more of a letdown. I was like, oh, we're just going to end like this? Like, nothing? That is a big complaint. A lot of people accuse uh, Loki of the ending being just a setup for season two. It very much was, because there was no, like, it just felt like, because leading up to it, everything was, you know, they were pushing this big, grand, oh, what's going to happen when we get there? Like, just getting to where he was, like, this was a whole big lead up. And then it was just, let's talk. And then, oh, Loki and Sylvia are going to fight. And then we're going to talk some more. And then all this other stuff. And then I'm caring. And we end. And I it's like, think they spent too much time with the runaround for Sylvie. Yeah. And not enough time just kind of just having room to breathe. Mm. Because it... Or maybe that's where we could have had Loki's character development. Because Loki literally goes from yeah. evil bastard to chasing Sylvie to finding Sylvie to, okay, I'm going to be good now. Yes. And I, I do admit, not knowing who Kang is probably doesn't mean anything. But knowing who Kang is, it's it's like Thanos all over again. This is one of the top tier baddies. I also have a soft spot for a time-traveling conqueror who was born in an era when there was no war. <laughs> and said, well, that's boring. I'm going to travel back in time and use my superior might to conquer because the future is boring. That just sounds awesome to me. Of course you do. I don't yeah. know. Um, no, it was good, but this, and here's the weird thing I don't get. Everyone kind of complained that WandaVision was too predictable in a big epic fight, mm -hmm. but they didn't like that Loki was a conversation. And it's like, much like Star Wars fans, there's no pleasing Marvel fans. No, people are just, they're going to be their prissy fucking fanboy fandom that they're going to be. like. Oh, fandom's its own nightmarish mess. I'm just talking like in general, outside of the of the quote-unquote fandom. They're I think all people. Karens when it comes down to it. They're all Karens of the fucking comic world. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Get over it. Fucking go jerk off somewhere else. Like, come on. All right. Do you want to talk about Hawkeye or do you want to jump in and talk about Black Widow and Shang-Chi? I kind of want to talk about Hawkeye because, you know, we finished it and it's still fresh in my mind and we all had a good time with it. So let's. I want to go from being incredibly angry at Loki to happy with Hawkeye. Okay, let's talk Hawkeye. Um, this is one I was mildly excited for because I like Hawkeye and the Avengers. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I, I, I'm not in the camp of boo, Hawkeye, Hawkeye sucks. I, I like him. I was reasonably excited for this, mm -hmm. and I I haven't fully processed where this one lands, so I'll let you kind of... Okay, so I am kind of right there with you. I never hated Hawkeye. I always kind of thought he was cool because he's a fucking excellent archer person, and everything about him was cool, but he was never really my favorite. And I was very much less on the excited side to have this come out. Like, I was excited for it because... It's another Marvel thing. It's another. It's it's another show where it's not such a big name. Look at me, type of person. You know, we finally get to see something different. Um, and when it came out, I think I pretty much didn't watch the first. You and a half, half watched the first. 
Like, yeah, I would listen to it in the background and that was about it. And then third episode, I decided, okay, fine, I'm going to watch this. But I really, really, really like it. I, I like the parts where he has to deal with, I don't know, maybe I missed it, but I don't know if he fully comes to term with his deafness. I really... No, they kind of set that up to do more with... And then there's that one part where he threw his... his his ear, hearing aid hearing away away um i really liked the little bit you get his guilt throughout the entire series with what happened to natasha and stuff mm -hmm. but it made me so sad when he went to that little plaque and he had his little talk with her and stuff like that was really sad and he's like and i don't want to become the person that i have to now and stuff like that like i i don't know i i loved all that and i loved the the sort of reluctant build up to his relationship with um, Kate. Kate. And I know we're going to talk more about it and stuff. I like Kate. I understand her no matter how much it irritated me. I also liked her nativity and how kind of annoyed she made me because it was all she's still learning she doesn't really understand all this she's she's learning and yes you know hawkeye gets the brunt of all her stupidity and stuff like that yeah. but she gets it and at the end i can't believe spoilers she goes against kingpin and does as well as she does like but at the same time i don't know the fact that she went against kingpin and survived is a big clap on her part yeah, um, <laughs> my all-time favorite character, Yelena. Yeah, I just... she she's back, and I love her so much, and I love her and her Kate together, and I want to see them together. If friends, <laughs> but if more happens, I'm all for that too. Cause a really good fucking, you know, two badass lady relationship where they just take on everything. Oh, I'm all for it, Marvel. Okay, <clears throat> I love how. <laughs> Yelena, this character you had no idea anything about, mm -hmm. is now your favorite character in the MCU. Mm -hmm. And it's not a bad thing. Florence Pugh knocks it out of the park. She is an she does it so well. I yeah. So I'm still mulling over my opinion on Hawkeye. One of my the first issues I had was I don't like grumpy Jeremy Renner Hawkeye. I kind of like sarcastic, quippy one that's just like that recognizes mm -hmm. the ridiculous. But I get that why they did the one they did this is he is still dealing with the grief of natasha mm -hmm. he's still reconciling with the fact that he was the ronin mm -hmm. and he has to be the old grump to play off kate's young oh my god this is so cool well, yada, yada, yada. he's old now and all he wants to do is just be home with his family yes he's, like... he's desperately trying to be retired Yes, he just like this wants is the to, second he time. He just wants to be home for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things I saw a lot of people talk about, and I don't know if this is just a weird, uniquely American thing or a weird, uniquely us thing, but a lot of people got hung up on the fact that, well, he was the Ronin and he killed a bunch of people. And like, yeah, but he killed mobsters and gangsters and quote unquote bad people. So I don't feel bad about it. Like the same reason I don't feel bad when I watch The Punisher. No, that's the thing. Everybody, yes, he's a murderer. But he he was a murderer before when he worked exactly. for Shield. Shield he was didn't kill innocent people. That's the thing that I don't understand. Why aren't you pissed off at the kingpin for 
all of his shit. He kills innocent people. The kingpin's like, coded. The idea is the kingpin's coded as a bad guy, and I Hawkeye know, is supposed to be coded as a good guy. He is, but at the same time, he's like a, a chaotic good person. Yes, chaotic good. I don't know. I, it just it didn't bug me as much as I saw a lot of people. No. I do. I have way more questions now. I'm curious if there'll be a season two or what their plan is. But the implication was that Hawkeye was working with or for the Kingpin. I think he was working... uh, It very much kind of... I always thought that he was working for the Kingpin. Like he was... That very much implication because it was all we can't let the big guy find out. We don't want to let him know. He knew that he... That the Kingpin wanted him to kill Maya's father, which we'll talk about her in a second. Well, see, I think what happened, you know, when everything went to shit and he became the Ronin, he was looking to kill a bunch of people. And the Kingpin just happened to be there to probably feed into his sense of kill and got him to kill, obviously, a bunch of people that were in Kingpin's way. Yeah, well, that was like the idea a lot of people had. Like, people were theorizing Kingpin was going to show up for a while... And then it became, like, when Charlie Cox was announced back, like, okay, Kingpin's definitely yeah. coming. And that was so great to see D'Onofrio back as Kingpin. Yeah. He is just as brutal and incredibly terrifying as he was in Daredevil. I think more so, he rips a car door off the hinges. Mm-hmm. So I want to know what what's going on with Kingpin. That's his own cool thing. Um, I don't know. I kind of, like, my real only real problem with Hawkeye is I feel like I'm left with more questions than answers. Well, yeah. Like all the other ones, I got questions answered. I got stuff set up. I feel like, but this very much feels like, okay, you've given me Kate, you've given me back Kingpin, but I still have questions. Like the MacGuffin is Hawkeye's wife's Rolex was at a black market auction and it had to be recovered. And it was shield. And it had a shield, which that could so mean where, a number where, of I things. I know, but that just means that she was part of it. Part of shield. Like, what part of shield? How did they meet? Like, why? Yeah. I hadn't okay. considered that. But yeah, you're right. Exactly. She 100% was a shield agent. And they live out in the fucking middle of nowhere. It's not just because they want their privacy. Yeah. So no, there's like, I really do hope they do more. Um, we Okay, we, we'll give props real quick. Because when it first came out in Maya, was it? Yes, Maya. Was, was introduced, uh, we we kind of thought, you know, oh, is this like CGI? Like, is she Because actually... she is a partially amputee. She lost missing part of her leg. She is deaf and she's Native American. I'm like, yes. how hard did they have to go to find a person that could fit all three of those criteria? And that she fits. And she... And it's amazing. Yeah, she's getting her own series. I don't know what that's going to be, but yeah. I don't care. It's like, holy hell. Now, you want to talk about fighting and choreography. This oh. is... Oh, they had such great This stuff. is good choreography. <laughs> I don't know why this made me remember, but how many fucking tracksuit guys are there? Oh, the tracksuit mafia. My God! They just keep spawning. <laughs> Hold up. How many cousins do you have? <laughs> well... You seem, a, to, you seem to forget. I only know like four people max out of my family. I know, but there's all. So, I don't know. I'm saying, well, I'm Irish Catholic, so I shouldn't be saying much, but mm-hmm. I'm saying you as a proud daughter of Poland, <laughs> I feel like if you, you know, pulled up the phone book and started, you know, tracing family roots, you could put together your own tracksuit mafia. Though, so where they're all, in fact, they're all uniformed. I know. They all have 
the same tracksuits and the same moving company. This is an organized. It is I, very. I much. don't know what they're doing. Like I don't that's know. the other thing. They're just like goons that show up <laughs> out of like out of an old uh, arcade rumble game like double dragon this feels double very double dragon-esque like they don't do anything but just show up to hop out of the back of the truck and get their ass kicked yeah i don't know um i love this really kind of made me realize they've been underutilizing hawkeye for yeah. all the avengers with all the cool trick arrows and trick shots and cool well, shit and why just now does he only have some of his trick stuff with with kate and stuff because like kate helped him help help make them and stuff like why didn't he have any of this really yeah we cool haven't shit. been seeing any of these crazy cool arrows and it's like no. and i get it they just they never really knew how to use hawkeye and these shows are really about you know spackling over the holes they've left and yeah. hawkeye was a big one no i hope there is a season two and i really kind of hope it is renner kind of off to the side playing the mentee role like i am officially retired yes but i will help you yes as much as i can but I'm fully letting it, you take on the mantle. It's Kate's show now. Like, come on. Just like Elena, it'll be her show, you know. Again, they're building this as Young Avengers. So let's go back and talk about Elena and Kate's chemistry, which is perfect. It is so perfect. I mean, part of that's a lot of, no, a lot of that is on the quality of these and two actors. the audacity she has to slap her. <laughs> I just play back some of their fights and it just makes me laugh. <laughs> no, immediately these two are like, oh, there is going to be a spinoff show. And it works because not only are they inheritors of the previous characters, Mantles yeah. of Hawkeye and Black Widow, but it's kind of carrying over that friendship, which we only ever kind of got between Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yeah. And again, they were both kind of underutilized characters. They never yes. really got, but you felt the friendship. They were the friendship. side characters. They, got, they had that friendship and when, you know... Uh, Black Widow kills has to kill herself. Yeah. You feel that, but this one you're being like, okay, I believe they're best friends. I believe you put oh, these yeah. two on a team, they're going to be bestest best friends. Oh, can you imagine? Like, I can also see them like competing to see who can do yes. the most on things. No, there's one hundred percent this on. this audience reaction is like, all right, cool. So if we put them on the same team of Young Avengers, they'll be perfect. Though I still think that Yelena is on Thunderbolts and will have to go up against Kate again. But again, it kind of goes back to who are you working for? This was set up in Black Widow that, uh -huh. you know, she was hired to assassinate. And it's like, who is this? Who is this shadow organization? We'll get that. Okay. No, before, no. Last thing on Hawkeye before we get into. I wasn't going to say. Okay. I, the last, I, at least my last thing before we moved on was to say, guys, remember, if you don't see the dead body drop. Oh, Yeah. They're not actually dead. Kingpin's not dead. Kingpin is not dead. They, they're not wasting D'Onofrio twice. No. He's going to survive somehow. And there's so many comic references, like just how he's dressed everything. I'm not going to waste my time here. Go look it up. You can tell where they're probably going to go with this. Yep. Uh, that end teaser pissed me off. Oh, I hate it so much. I did not want to watch it. No, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not and here I for knew, this. And I knew there was not going to be anything else in there besides the stupid play. So like, somebody on. on Twitter, I wish I remembered who, pitched the way to make that work, which is at the end of it, you cut to Elena sitting there laughing her ass off, eating snacks out of her pockets. Oh, that would have been great. That would have made it work. Yes. Because otherwise, you're just like, we wrote this song into this musical number, now you're going to watch it. And I'm like, this is terrible. This is no, I no. hate this. And I still want to know, who is this weird... <laughs> 
Ant-Man, Spider-Man character movie. Because that's the thing. I've never, I don't, I've never seen a Broadway musical. But if this has like big marquee in Times Square, those are some of the cheapest looking sets and costumes yep. I have ever seen in yep. my life. Yep. This is like, you know, off-Broadway drunken cousin. Yep. I don't know. <clears throat> that pissed me off. I'm like, I want something. I need something to carry me into whatever the next one is. Fingers crossed for Moon Knight. Okay. So we have an option to talk about Black Widow. We're not going to talk about Black about Black Widow. Everybody knows about Black Widow. <laughs> Move on. Shang-Chi. I'm, Shang- Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I'm not going to talk too much about it here because I'm going to discuss Black Widow and Shang-Chi in my end of the year movie yes. wrap up with uh, Axel. I'll let you talk about Shang-Chi. I will say this. When I saw it in the... Oh, also, we're not going to be discussing uh, No Way Home. Haven't had a chance to see it at time of recording. Okay. So I thought... The beginning was beautiful. It reminded me so much of classic martial art films, especially with the music um, and the um, kind of the dancing fight between. Yeah, this the is and your bread and butter. Well, this yeah. is what you, you love: classic kung fu. You love martial art films, mystic martial art stuff. Yes. Like the more magic and crouching tiger, hidden dragon stuff there is, and it had, the more. And you it love had it. been so long since I had seen one. The last one I saw was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, and the last time I had watched that was probably when I was like sixteen or so. So more than ten years ago. Damn. I if um, you're going, the comments are going to be spammed with all these great recommendations for you. I now. know, and that's fine. Um. And so, like, the last time I had seen anything like that was a while ago. And I had was watching the beginning of this. And it just brought back so much nostalgia and love that I had for those type of films and stuff. And I just loved how how true it felt like to the to what they were trying to go for that it actually made me cry a little bit it was marvel doing what marvel does best this is the type of movie we're going to make and we are going to ape it perfectly Mm -hmm. but i was i was totally blown away by the beginning of it i absolutely loved it um i thought the whole film was really good i loved the fighting scenes so much they (laughs) i i would kind of nerd out a little bit and like look over to to Ulrich to talk about it and he'd just be sitting there going yeah I knew you were gonna like it like (laughs) no it's solid action it's really good action the stunts are incredible I absolutely love that there was no um best friends falling for each other crap they stayed best friends as they should be like they're didn't need to be any of that crap muddling up this stupid movie yeah and i don't want to say too much here because again i got a whole other podcast Yeah, this is just a quick i liked it i really liked it i mean i was excited for it because i'm like hey mandarin's back and i i have thoughts on mandarin (laughs) and i'm glad that they kind of fixed that without you know totally stepping on everyone's toes and i was like i'm not sure how you're going to make a kung fu superhero work in this world and the answer was, we're just going to, you know, do really solid action. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, cool. And then we're at the end, we're going to make him a little bit magic so he can punch extra hard and not break his hands. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Oh, we're good. Let's go. Yep. We give it a good, solid rating. I, I at least say an A minus. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm still compiling my end of the year ranking lists. I don't know. Marvel, I loved 
I know people were contentious on a lot of it. I really enjoyed all the big movies. And I think I can say all the live action shows. I really enjoyed the hell out of these. Yeah. I know a lot of people are saying this is one of Marvel's weaker years. I I don't know. Um, I, I can see it, but at the same time, I don't, because people are just going to be pissy. It's not that. Art is subjective. Yes. And everyone's going to have their own personal opinions. My personal opinion, and I, I do not like the Venom movies. Slagathor enjoys the. I enjoy them. And Axel loves them. See, but then again, I'm really... I'm kind of a two-sided coin. I can e- either just zone the fuck out because it's stupid and just hate it because it's stupid, or because it's stupid, I can enjoy it. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I don't like it. But I don't count that as Marvel stuff because no. as of right now, it is not in the MCU. As of right now. I will say that again. As of right now. <laughs> Maybe next year will be different. But as of right now, <laughs> that's its own separate thing and I don't have to talk about it. Okay. Well, that is it. That is our mini Marvel wrap-up. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, do all the things because that is literally the how podcasts live or die. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, and FiresideAlliance.com. If you'd really like to help the podcast grow, you can now rate us on Spotify. As always, this has been Lord Commander Ulrich. And the producer, Slagathor. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay stay honorable. honorable.